0: The story of the Tsarevich Ivan and of the Harp That Harped Without a Harper from Russian Fairy Tales by Peter Polovoy, translated by Robert Nisbet Bain, eighteen fifty four to nineteen oh nine. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain, recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. The story of the Tsarevich Ivan and of the Harp That Harped Without a Harper far far behind the blue sea behind the fiery abyss in the void places in the midst of the pleasant meadows stood a lofty city and in this city ruled Tsar umnaya golova with his tsaritsa. there they lived a long time and to their great delight a daughter was born to them a most lovely tsarevna whom they called neotsyanaya and this next year there was born to them another daughter just as lovely and her they named the tsarevna bestyanaya in his joy tsar umnaya golova made merry and gladdened his heart and feasted and ate and drank to his heart's content he gave his voevods or generals and high officials three hundred and three buckets of mead to toast him in and bade them regale his whole realm with beer for three days whoever liked might drink and good measure was meted out to him now when all the feastings and junketings were over tsar umnaya golova began to be troubled with the thought how to feed and nourish and train up his beloved daughters and bring them under the golden crown great were the cares of the tsar concerning his daughters they were only fed with gold spoons they were laid to sleep on eider-down beds they were covered with sable coverlets and three nurses took it in turn to drive away the flies when the tsarevnas laid them down to sleep Tsar umnaya golova bade them watch over his daughters and take care that the lovely sun never looked into their room with his bright rays that the cold dew never fell on them and that the truant wind never dared to blow upon them and for the defence and protection of his daughters the Tsar placed beside them seventy-seven nurses and seventy-seven guardians A certain wise man advised him to do so thus tsar umnaya golova with his tsaritsa and his two daughters lived and thrived together i know not how many years passed by and the tsarevnas began to grow up and become beautiful wooers already began to make their appearance at the tsar's court but tsar umnaya golova was in no great haste to marry off his daughters he reflected that a destined wooer cannot be avoided even on a swift horse while a wooer that is not destined cannot be held fast by triple iron chains and while he was thus thinking and casting the matter over in his mind he suddenly heard a great noise and commotion there was a scampering up and down and to and fro in his courtyard the outdoor nurses were crying the indoor nurses were wailing and the guardians were shouting with all their might tsar umnaya golova immediately rushed out and asked what is the matter then the seventy-seven male attendants and the seventy-seven female attendants all fell down on their knees before him we are guilty they cried look now that tsarevna niotsinaya and Bestianaya have been carried off by a whirlwind a strange thing had happened the tsarevnas had gone out to walk in the tsar's garden to pluck a few sweet-peas and pull off a red poppy or two and feast upon a few ripe pippins suddenly a black cloud rose up above them whence it came nobody knew blew right into the eyes of the nurses and guardians and by the time they had come to themselves and begun to rub their eyes all trace of the tsarevnas had vanished there was nothing for the eye to see or the ear to hear tsar umnaya golova was beside himself with rage i will deliver you all over to an evil death cried he you shall perish miserably in dungeons i will bid them shoot at you with peas in the gates what seven-and-seventy of you nurses and seven-and-seventy of you guardians could not look after two tsarevnas? and now tsar umnaya golova was in sore trouble and affliction he neither ate nor drank nor slept everything was a grief and a burden to him banquets at his court there were none and the sound of the fiddle and the shawm was heard there no more only sad grief sat beside him and sang her mournful dirge like the croaking of a crow of evil omen but time passes and sorrow with it the life of man is like a variegated tapestry interwoven with dark flowers and bright time moved onward and then another child was born to the tsar but this time it was not a tsarevna but a tsarevich tsar umnaya golova rejoiced greatly he called his son ivan and placed beside him old men nurses foster-fathers wise teachers and valiant voevods and the tsarevich ivan began to grow and grow just as wheaten meal swells and swells when good yeast is put to it he grew not by the day but by the hour and what wondrous beauty what a stately figure was his one thing only weighed upon the heart of tsar umnaya good and beauteous was the tsarevich ivan but there was nothing in him of heroic valour or of knightly skill he did not tear off the heads of his comrades nor break their arms and legs he neither loved to play with lances of damask steel nor with swords of tempered metal he did not muster his strong battalions nor hold converse with his voevods. good and beauteous was the tsarevich ivan he amazed all men with his wit and wisdom and his sole delight was to play on the harp that needed no harper and the tsarevich ivan played so that men forgot all else as they listened the moment he placed his fingers on the strings they sang and played with such a wondrous voice that the very dumb wept for sympathy and the very legless danced for joy beautiful songs they were but they did not replenish the tsar's treasure nor defend the realm nor smite the evil foe and one day tsar umnaya golova bade them bring the tsarevich ivan before him and thus he spake to him my beloved son good art thou and beauteous and i am well content with thee one thing only grieves me i do not see in thee the valour of a warrior or the skill of a champion thou dost not love the clash of steel lances and the tempered blade has no charm for thee look now i am growing old and we have savage foes they will come to us make our realm the spoil of war put to death our boyars and voevods and lead captive me and my tsaritsa. for thou canst not defend us the tsarevich ivan listened to the words of tsar umnaya golova and thus he made answer dear tsar gosudar and father not by strength but by craft are cities taken not by cudgels but by cunning will i prevail against the foe make trial of my martial strength make trial of my youthful valour look now they tell me that i had two sisters tsarevnas and that the truant whirlwind carried them away and that the rumour of them vanished as if it were covered with snow call together now all thy princes thy heroes thy stalwart voevods and bid them do thee the service of finding out my sisters the tsarevnas let them bring their damask blades their iron lances their glowing darts and their countless soldiery and if any one of them shall do thee this service give to him my tsardom and bid me be unto him as a scullion to lick his pots and as a fool to make him sport but if they cannot render thee this service then i will render it thee and then thou shalt see that my wisdom and my wit is sharper than a damask blade and stronger than a lance of steel and the words of the tsarevich pleased the tsar he called together his boyars, his voevods, his strong and mighty champions and he said to them is there any one of you my boyars, voevods, strong and mighty champions hero enough to go seek my daughters if so to him will i give to choose which of my daughters he will to be his love and with her he shall have half my tsardom the boyars, the voevads and the champions looked one upon another and hid one behind the other but not one of them dared to speak then the Tsarovich ivan bowed low before his father and said dear father gosudar if none will take it upon him to render thee this paltry little service give me thy blessing on my journey i will go i will seek my sisters nor have i need of any royal gift from thee to enable me to do it good replied tsar Unaya golova my blessing go with thee take also of my treasures silver and gold and precious stones and if thou requirest soldiers take a hundred thousand horse and a hundred thousand foot also and the tsarevich ivan replied i need neither silver nor gold neither horse nor foot neither the horse of the champion nor his sword and lance i will take with me my sweet sounding harp that plays of its own accord and nothing else and thou my sovereign tsar await me these three years and if i come not again in the fourth year then choose thee my successor then the tsarevich ivan received his father's blessing both in writing and by word of mouth commended himself to god took his harp under his arm and went straight on his way whither his eyes led him whither was he to go to find his sisters he went and went near and far high and low the tale of his going is soon told but the deed that he did is not soon done the tsarevich ivan went straight onward he went on and on and as he went he played songs upon his harp whenever the morning broke he arose again and wended his way along when night fell he laid him down on the silky grass beneath the vast roof of the heavenly dome bright with stars and at last he came to a dense forest the tsarevich ivan heard a great cracking in this dense forest as if someone were smashing it such a rumbling and a thundering was there in this forest what is this thought the tsarevich ivan. a man must die once though no man can die twice and his eyes filled with terror for he saw two wood demons fighting one was belabouring the other with an uprooted oak and the other was assailing his comrade with a pine tree five fathoms long and the two of them were fighting with all their devilish strength. The tsarevich Ivan approached them with his harp and struck up a dance. The demons stopped short, began to dance some devilish dance, and capered so wildly and with such vigor that the very welkin rang. They danced and they danced, they danced themselves off their legs and rolled onto the ground, and the tsarevich Ivan began to talk to them. Come now, what are ye quarrelling for? said he ye my children are regular wood demons and yet ye make fools of yourselves as if ye were common people then one of the wood demons said to him wherefore should we not fight hearken and judge betwixt us we were going on our way and we found something i said tis mine but he said tis mine we tried to divide it and we could not divide it and what then was it that you found asked tsarevich ivan this is what it was a little bread and salt tablecloth self-moving boots and an invisible little cap dost thou want to eat and drink then spread out the little tablecloth and twelve youths and twelve maids will bring thee mead to drink and sweetmeats as much as thou wilt and if any one come that way thou hast only to slip on the self-walking boots and thou canst go seven verse at one stride nay thou canst go even quicker than fourteen verse at one stride so that no bird can fly level with thee and no wind can overtake thee but if some unavoidable calamity threaten thee thou hast but to put on thy little invisible cap and thou vanishest so completely that the very dogs cannot scent out thy whereabouts what a thing to quarrel about will ye agree to what i say if i divide what ye have found the wood demons agreed and the tsarevich ivan said look now run toward that little path and whichever of you reaches it he shall have the tablecloth the boots and the cap ah now cried the wood demons that is common sense do thou hold the treasures and we will do the running so away they went at full tilt till nothing but their heels were visible and they disappeared in the forest but the tsarevich ivan did not wait for them he put the boots on his feet the cap on his head the little tablecloth under his arm and made himself scarce as they say the wood demons came running back but could not find the place where the tsarevich had stood but ivan the tsarevich striding with great strides got out of the wood and saw the wood demons running round him and beyond him and trying to scent him out but they could find nothing and fell to wringing their hands ivan the tsarevich went on his way he went on and on he strode and strode and he came to the open plains three roads lay before him and in the crossway stood a wretched little hut turning round and round on hen's legs and ivan the tsarevich cried to it izbushka izbushka or wretched little hut turn your back to the wood and your front to me then ivan the tsarevich stepped into the hut and there in the hut was sitting baba yaga bony leg fie 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 said baba yaga up to this day a russian soul has been a sight unknown to my eyes and a sound unknown to my ears and now a russian soul appears before my very eyes for what hast thou come good youth oh thou senseless granny said the tsarevich ivan to her thou shouldst feed me well first and only after that shouldst thou begin to ask questions baba yaga leaped up in the twinkling of an eye heated her little stove fed ivan the tsarevich and then began to ask him whither dost thou go good youth and whither dost thy way lie i go said ivan the tsarevich to seek my sisters the tsarevna nyatsyanaya and the tsarevna but now dear little granny tell me if thou knowest what way must i go and where shall i find them i know where the tsarevna niotsinaya lives said baba yaga thou must take the middle road to get to her but she lives in the white stone palace of her old husband the forest monster the road thither is hard far must thou go and if thou gettest there twill boot thee little for the forest monster will devour thee well little granny perhaps it will choke him a russian man is a bony morsel and god will not give him over to be eaten by a brute like that farewell and thank you for your bread and salt and so the tsarevich ivan strode away from her and look there right across the plain shone white and dazzling the stony palace of the forest monster ivan went up to it and saw the gate and on the gate sat a sort of little devil who cried no admittance open my friend replied ivan the tsarevich and i'll give thee some vodka the little devil took the vodka but he did not open the gate for all that then ivan the tsarevich went round about the palace and resolved to climb over the wall he climbed up and along and never observed the trap into which he was falling for on the top of the walls wires were spread all about and the moment that tsarevich ivan touched one of these wires with his foot all the bells fell a-ringing ivan the tsarevich looked and out upon the balcony rushed his sister the tsarevna niosteynaya and said is it thou then that hast come my beloved brother ivan the tsarevich and the brother and the sister embraced and kissed each other where shall i hide thee from the monster of the forest said the tsarevna niosteynaya for i believe he will be here at once where indeed for i am no needle the brother and sister were still talking when suddenly there was the dull roar of a tempest and whirlwind all the palace trembled and the monster of the forest appeared but ivan the tsarevich put on his little invisible cap and became invisible and the forest monster said where then is thy guest who climbed over the wall i have no guest here at all replied the tsarevna nielsenaya but perhaps the sparrows have been flying over it and struck it with their wings sparrows indeed methinks i smell the smell of a russian soul here what are you dreaming about You run about the wide world and do nothing but harass souls and now you would vex other souls also don't be angry tsarevna niotsinaya i do no harm to thy happiness only i have now a desire to eat and i should like to eat up this unknown said the forest monster ivan the tsarevich however took off his invisible cap bowed to the forest monster and said why do you want to eat me see what a lean and bony morsel i am rather let me regale you with a breakfast such as you have never eaten since the day of your birth only take care that you don't swallow your tongue at all then ivan the tsarevich spread out his little bread and salt tablecloth the twelve youths and the twelve damsels appeared and began to regale the forest monster with as much as ever he could eat the forest monster ate and ate and ate then he drank and then he ate again till he was unable to stir from the spot he fell asleep in the very place where he sat and now farewell my beloved sister said the tsarevich Ivan. yet tell me dost thou not know the place where our sister the tsarevna bestyanaya dwells i know it replied the tsarevna Neostyanaya. thou must go to her along the great sea ocean there she dwells in the very whirlpool of the ocean with her old husband the sea-monster but the way thither is hard far very far must thou swim and if thou gettest there will boot thee little for he will devour thee well said the tsarevich ivan he may chew me perhaps but he will find me a hard morsel to swallow farewell sister and ivan the tsarevich began to stride onward and he came to the great sea-ocean by the shore stood a boat such as the russian people use when they go a-fishing the shrouds and gear were of linden bast the sails of fine hair mats and the boat itself was not welded with nails but sewn fast with birch-bark on this ship the mariners were getting ready to go to sea to sail to the rock salt island won't you take me with you said the tsarevich ivan i will pay you nothing for my passage but i will tell you tales so that you will never notice how long the journey is the shipfolk agreed and they sailed away upon the great sea-ocean they sailed past the rock-salt island the tsarevich ivan told them tales and they sailed and sailed suddenly whence they knew not a tempest came flying up the thunder began to growl and the ship began to quake alas shrieked the ship's folk to our own destruction have we listened to this fair speaker never shall we see our dear little homes again we shall descend into the whirlpools of ocean there is no help for it we must pay tribute to the monster of the sea let us cast lots it will fall upon the guilty they cast lots and it fell upon the tsarevich ivan it can't be helped my brother said the tsarevich ivan i thank you for your bread and salt farewell nor think amiss of me in time to come then he took with him his self-walking boots his little bread-and-salt tablecloth his little invisible cap and his harp that harped of its own accord and they raised the good youth and swung him out into the whirlpools of ocean the sea became calm the boat sped on and the tsarevich ivan went like a key to the bottom and stood upright on his legs in the hulls of the monster of the sea the wondrous flower-grown halls of ocean the sea-monster was sitting on his throne with the tsarevna betsyanaya by his side and the sea-monster said tis a long time since i have eaten fresh flesh and lo it comes right into my very hands welcome friend come here and let me see at which end of you i may begin then the tsarevich ivan began to say that he was the brother of the tsarevna betyanya and that among good people one behaved not so badly as to eat another up that is too much shrieked the sea monster he comes to force his own rules and regulations upon the homes of other people ivan the tsarevich saw that things were going badly so he took out his harp that played of its own accord and when he began playing a plaintive air the sea-monster began to pull wry faces then fell to sighing like a blacksmith's bellow and wept and moaned just as if he had swallowed a needle and then when the tsarevich ivan struck up the air let the merry chirochki go round the little table why then indeed the very holes put their arms akimbo and fell a-dancing while the sea-monster could not skip up and down enough but stamped with his feet snapped with his fingers rolled his eyes about and pulled such faces that all the fishes flocked round to see and nearly died for laughter the monster of the sea thoroughly enjoyed himself well said he twould be a sin to eat such a youth stop here stay with us sit down and be our guest won't you here are lots of herrings pike bream and perch come sit down at table eat drink and be merry my dear guest so ivan the tsarevich and the tsarevna bestyanaya and the sea-monster sat down and ate and drank and made merry a whale danced the german dance in front of them the herring sang glees the carp performed on various instruments after dinner the sea-monster went to sleep and the tsarevna betyanaya said my beloved brother i am glad to see thee dear guest so far well but twill not last for ever When he awakes the sea-monster will eat thee if the evil humour takes him tell me darling sister said the tsarevich ivan how i may save our sister niotsyanaia from the forest monster and thee from the monster of the sea if you like you may try your luck but you'll find it i think a difficult business behind the great sea-ocean here lies a large tsardom and there reigns there not a tsar but a tsaritsa called the tsar maiden if thou make thy way thither and gettest into her fenced garden then the tsar maiden will become thy consort and she only can free us and restore us to our father and mother but the mischief of it is this she has a strict guard which will allow no one to cross the shore a guard all bristling with guns and lances and fastened to each lance is a head and all these poor little heads are the heads of the youths who come to woo the tsar maiden there were tsars tsareviches kings kings sons mightily strong warriors and they came with hosts and they sailed with ships and were able to do nothing their heads were stuck upon lances look now said the tsarevich ivan what is there to fear terrible are the threats of heaven and manifold is the mercy of god tell me but how i may get to the tsardom of the tsar maiden but is it a wise thing to make thy way thither Nevertheless, I'll give thee my beloved sturgeon. Sit upon him and go thy way, and my swift runner, the long-nosed stirlet, shall swim before thee to show the way. The brother and sister then said farewell, that Tsarevich Ivan sat him on the sturgeon and sped away, and the stirlet went on before to show the way. They fell in with some crabs, and they saluted the Tsarevich Ivan with their mustaches and beat the drums with their clippers and drove the little fishes out of their path but the sea is not the same thing as the dry land there was neither hemp nor bramble to hold on by the way was slippery as slippery as greece the tsarevich ivan slipped and slipped then he put on his little invisible cap and saw that the guards of the tsar maiden were opening wide their eyes and gazing afar off and saw nothing that was going on beneath their noses and they were still wetting their swords and sharpening their spears And the tsarevich ivan came to the shore the sturgeon set him safely on the quay made an obeisance and jumped into the water again but the tsarevich ivan went past the guard without bending his knee and entered the fenced garden as if he were the master there he walked about he walked all over it he diverted himself and ate of the luscious and transparent apples there and lo the tsarevich lingered and lingered there and he saw twenty white doves flying toward a pond they lighted on the ground and became twenty maidens lovely as the stars of heaven and as goodly as blood and milk among them the tsar maiden was walking like a peacock and said my beloved friends tis hot ye see how the sun burns like an oven let us bathe no evil eye can see us here so strong a guard stands on the shore that not even a fly could pass by them a fly cannot pass by them eh look now what a big fly has passed them said the tsarevich ivan and he took off his little invisible cap and bowed low to the tsar maiden the tsar maiden and her comrades as maidens are wont to do shrieked and moaned thought of running away and didn't made as though they wouldn't look and looked all the same and winked and blinked with their eyes tsar maiden and ye lovely damsels said the tsarevich ivan wherefore do ye fear me i am not a bear i shall not bite you i will take no one's heart against her will but if my destined bride be here then am i her destined bridegroom then the tsar maiden turned as scarlet as the red poppy flower gave her white hand to the tsarevich ivan and said welcome good youth whether thou be tsar or tsarevich king or king's son i know not but if thou hast come hither as a gentle guest thy reception shall be as beseemeth a dear friend Many brutal wooers have come to me who would have taken my virginal heart by force, such a thing as was never heard of since the beginning of the world. Come into my white stone halls and into my crystal chambers. The whole nation heard that their tsarevna, the tsar maiden, had got her a bridegroom after her own heart, and they came in swarms, both of young and old, and shouted and rejoiced with all their might and the Tsar maiden commanded that the royal cellar should be opened for them and that they should be allowed to beat drums and guitars and play fiddles and the next day they played at the merry banquet and the wedding feast and there were banquets for three days and rejoicings for three weeks and after that the tsarevich ivan spoke to his consort about releasing his sisters one from the monster of the forest and the other from the monster of the sea my beloved consort ivan the tsarevich she replied what would i not do for thee send and fetch me my hedgehog lawyer and my sparrow scribe and let them send you cases to the monster of the forest and the monster of the sea bidding them give up the sisters of ivan the tsarevich or i will take them into custody and give them over to a cruel death so the hedgehog lawyer and the sparrow scribe wrote out ukases and sent them off and the monster of the forest and the monster of the sea could do nothing so they set free the tsarevna niotsyanaia and the tsarevna bestyanaya and the tsarevich ivan wrote this letter to his father the tsar umnaya Golova. thou seest o sovereign tsar that not with strength and valor only but with craft and wit also can one prevail over all and the self-playing harp is sometimes of as good service as a damascus blade although of course one must not lash it with a whip and now come to me dear father and be my guest and i will be with thee with my wife and my sisters a goodly banquet is ready and i wish thee long years and many and so ivan the tsarevich lived a joyous life and waxed rich and prosperous and he lived long and reigned gloriously and feasted me right royally so i made up this merry tale about him end of the story of the tsarevich ivan and of the harp that harped without a harper recording by expatriate in bangor maine